Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I am Tyler. And I'm an Asaba and you're Nur. <laughs> I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> uh, we, we're joined here today from the slums of Guatemala. Uh, special guest Britain is on the podcast again. Hey guys, can, can we just say he's a series he's, regular was, at this was, point? Listen. I'm a recurring character. Well, yeah. We, we got, I feel like we gotta get a, maybe like like four in a row. Is, is, okay. the, is the sure. is what we got to go for? Sure. So, so we'll I, I would I would still be nominated for a guest actor Emmy, not a supporting actor. Yeah, Amy. yeah, right. That's still where we are. <laughs> um, you learn something new every day. <laughs> this week we are we're taking a break from the Batman series, as we mentioned last week, to talk about X Men Apocalypse. Uh, came out on on the old uh, DVD and such recently, so we we have a shot to go ahead and squeeze that in here in between the the natural break in the Batman series. So. Yeah. So X Men Apocalypse directed. By Brian Singer came out in 2016, has a 48% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 69% audience score. Oh. Let me check that real quick because I haven't actually looked to see where it ranks. Um, God, it's lower than X Men 3 on the critics. Really? And it's slightly above on the audience. Oh. And then, of course, Origins is just rock bottom. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's in the lower end. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has its problems, but it ain't no X-Men 3, people. Well, it's also been out for a smaller amount of time, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's, so, that's yeah, true. Yeah, it doesn't have the same kind of historical context. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> figure out its place in the pantheon. <laughs> All right, Tyler, you know the drill. Best thing works. Yeah, thing. okay. Um, my best thing... Oh, I won't steal the, the entire new cast. I'll probably say... Uh, oh, you can steal the new cast. I don't think okay. either of us are going for that. Okay, then I'll, 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 the the entire new cast, I would say, which yeah. is Gene uh, Gray, um, Cyclops, Nightcrawler, Storm. I don't know any of their actual names, actors. Name. Well, I know uh, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. I was going to say Sansa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <clears throat> can we just do that? Just call her Sansa the rest of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. They're all really good. I, I yeah. I'm really excited to see them try and pull them into future movies. But what about Olivia Munn? Yeah, I mean. I'm sure she'd be good if they they tried, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like all of them, and just generally, I feel like they're very true to the characters. I'm glad that we finally got Cyclops as a main character in a, in one of the, one of these X Men movies, as opposed to and he actually has a personality, and yeah. it's not just a a blank slate. As, as He's constantly to, going, stay away from my girl. I was going to say, as opposed, <laughs> to, literally as opposed to guy that argues with Wolverine about Jean Grey, yeah, and, and then gets killed by Jean Grey off screen. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like all of them. I think they 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 all do a really good job, and I, I'm sure I'm sure maybe Jubilee will be be good at some point. She was fine for what yeah, she's I, I liked her. Uh, it's yeah. like half her scenes are cut out, but whatever. Yeah. Um, least favorite thing I'm gonna say the overall look of the movie, which is weird because I don't usually do that unless it's like something like the uh, the movie that shall not be named uh, AVP Requiem or something like that where like you just can't tell what's going on or yeah. or like the Transformers movies where, where again I feel like there's a lot of effects that it's impossible to see what's going on we've talked yeah. about that before um, <clears throat> this one though like it's not that it's just the color seems very off in a lot of ways and like it feels like they're kind of going for the first class color palette with while still filming it like Days of Future Past and so that highlights a lot of problems with like CGI and mm-hmm. there's a lot of backgrounds and stuff like that that I'm not a big fan of and I, I feel like it just a lot of it looks very fake to me 
Like, I mean, obviously, it's it's effects, it's movies. I, I understand it's not real, but it's... the It feels like they... It, it's much more distracting me, to me than it usually is with big budget movies that this is all fake. Like, it all... Yeah. it all I constantly remember it because of the way a lot of it looks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> with some of the effects, you can tell very much that they were rushed. Yeah. Which is interesting because the cinematographer worked on Drive, huh. which is oh. a great looking movie. Well, I'm not saying not necessarily the uh, camera oh, work. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking specifically more the effects. I, oh. I guess that's actually pretty much what I'm saying is the effects. But, I mean, and... and the color stuff, like I'm saying. But. Part of it is kind of washed out, though, especially like, yeah. in that last yeah. whole yeah. sequence. It's just yeah. brown. Yeah. Which I get geographically, but still. Yeah. And, like, Apocalypse is mysterious uh, a rock. Like, yeah, just, just yeah. set up where it's just a bunch of rocks. And he oh, just the, has, where they every, hang out for, every, like, yeah, half an hour? Yeah, yeah. Every, everyone just stands around, and then they look over, and they're like, oh, that's Cairo. <laughs> let's, let's go over there, or, or wherever this is. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and, and that looks very strange. Uh, like the background, it looks very green screeny. <clears throat> also, I apologize. My I was at a sporting event earlier today, and so my voice might be a little. Also, up. like even even the last part of the movie where they're actually in Cairo, it feels like they're just in like one small yeah. section <laughs> yeah. where it's just like, yeah. we got the soundstage. This is all we got. Just shoot the whole action sequence here. Pretty much. We have enough room to destroy a building and so to play around <laughs> in the in the rubble. Yeah, that's about it. Mm-hmm. You want to go? My best thing, because um, I watched this and Days of Future Past almost like within days of each other. You hadn't seen either of them before, right? No, I've seen all the other X Men movies uh, aside from the Wolverine ones, but I hadn't seen Days of Future Past or Apocalypse, and I really liked both of them. Well, I really liked Days of Future Past, and so therefore I had a lot of goodwill for Apocalypse <laughs> left over. But my favorite is uh, for for both those movies is uh, uh, Evan Peters as Quicksilver. Completely okay. fair. Oh, okay. Man. Completely fair. Like, I thought, what a fun performance yeah. and what a great version of that character. I'm not a big fan. Well, I don't like Aaron Taylor Johnson at all. But uh, huh. I, I thought, and I like Age of Ultron, but Aaron Taylor Johnson just kind of annoys me. But I thought Evan Peters was really fun and funny, and I thought they used his powers really neatly. Yeah. And. I, the whole scene where he's saving everyone from the mansions and, and uh, Sweet Dreams by Eurythmics is playing was weird and it was in a way almost too long. And I could I could poke a thousand holes in it. Yeah, but it was still like I had a fun time watching that sequence. Were there other Definitely. parts of the movie like the last sequence? Where I, like, I, I would say all in all, just like out of context, that's probably the best scene of the movie. It, it was a really fun scene. I in terms of just I would sheer also say best best effects of the oh, movie, yeah. go, go just what I'm saying. Oh yeah, it's very clear that's where they put most of the yeah. design work. Yeah. But but just in terms of just creativity, fun, mm-hmm. energy, that's mm-hmm. that's where all of that goes. And, and he just constantly injected that and even towards the end where he had more of the serious, you know, getting this leg broken and dealing with like is that no finance I really like that part too I, where he yeah. just starts wailing on Apocalypse yeah, and cool. the box is like nope I got you yeah like he, he was he really I don't know he just gave a really great performance and not just in a hey that was that's Quicksilver but like he he was a it was good acting yeah in the movie and I think my worst thing would be the fact that and this is kind of obvious I guess but I never knew how I should feel about Apocalypse because we just talked about this. His powers are just sort of every power. And you know, so therefore, there, there wasn't like... 
the stakes were really weird with him. Yeah. He could, you yeah. Know, well, we know he can do this. Oh, and now he's come up against somebody who just can't fight that power. Yeah. Or, oh, but he can he can do this thing, so we need someone who can counter that power. Yeah. It was just... It was just kind of, he can do pretty much whatever he wants. Well, and yeah. And somehow... It's, it's very difficult because it's very clear when watching the movie multiple times that he does not want to kill any mutants. Yeah. Like, he, whenever he has a chance to kill a mutant, he doesn't. Yeah. So, which which makes me think he he does not address what his plan really is when he's like the strong will survive. I guess that just means mutants, but he does not actively like when Havoc attacks him. He doesn't attack back. He just teleports them away, and Havoc happens to hit the thing that causes the explosion for the X Mansion. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like Superman, but it's it's the opposite where Superman. You know, he's going to be restrained. He could yeah, kill yeah. a bunch of people, but he won't because yeah. he's better than that. And, and, Allegedly. <laughs> and while Superman has, quote-unquote, every power, he doesn't literally have every yeah. power. Yeah. Because Apocalypse could also manipulate things that yeah. he can't even touch. Like, he was turning guns into sand yeah. and trapping people in sand, and Superman can't do that. But, like, at the end, when they're starting to trap Apocalypse and, he, and he's yeah. trying to teleport away, I'm like, could he not just, like, pull sand out and, like, slice everyone's throats? Yeah. Right. Is it really, like... Self-preservation over everything else. I figured that was what his angle was. I guess. I, like that gets very weird. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's not quite to the level of Doctor Doom in Fan Four Stick, where right. he's blowing people's heads apart, and then he doesn't do that to the Fantastic Four in the final battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, that movie, but it's 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 oddly similar. Right? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, and I, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say I also am not not a fan of his look. Yeah, I don't think true. they adapted the comic look very well, and I'm not saying you should do one for one the comic look, but I've also there was also a, a like released um, or a leaked like a picture of of, an, of a model somebody some effects uh, studio proposed yeah for like the the you know kind of mask and everything and the what it would look like that looked like exactly like the the movie and I or the comic and I thought that looked really and good. it was a mold of Oscar Isaac's face yeah that they and, used. But I feel like this one just makes him look strange. I don't think it. I think that by trying to adapt some of the the like stuff that he's just traditionally drawn in the comic without really explanation, yeah, like the way he was supposed to look, they just kind of they try to make it come across in the in the uh, the prosthetic, but then it and they're just weird and it doesn't. He looks it's, like an old man. It's the weird balancing issue that I find inherent with Brian Singer trying to make it look more like the comic book, but still trying to keep it in line yeah. with, with his version yeah. of X Men. Yeah, one, it's because in the comics he's like a space thing, an alien creature, right? Well, he's he's a he mutant. uses alien technology, but he but uses, he's a, is a mutant. Like you, random tidbit. I did an X Men wiki search of him yeah. a couple days ago, and his. His whole origin story is all over the place. I kind of want to try and get into that in a little, a little while, just just to kind of yeah. see, show just how how much I don't know. Well, well I'll I'll bring that up later. I was gonna say just just fun little little tidbit uh, if, if for people to have a frame of reference with Guardians of the Galaxy, um, the the scene where they basically the collector's like, "This is what the Infinity Stones are." Um, they they show the celestial. It's like a giant like hulking alien oh. monster. That's the Celestial, and that's where he gets his powers from in the uh, comics. So obviously yeah. they can't do that because MCU versus Fox right, having the right, right. But still, still okay. it's supposed to be like ancient alien technology. Okay. Uh, okay. So yeah. I, I wish they hadn't shown any of the ancient Egypt stuff. I wish he kind of just woke up. 
Yeah. And, and like we get some of hints of his background, but not everything. Because that Asian Egypt sequence, as as cool as it kind of looks, it also doesn't make any sense. Well, th- there's more problems that we'll we'll get into that. Um, it's kind of a slow start to the movie too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. my favorite thing. See, I'm. It's the it's the thing we usually have when it's like a really bad movie where I'm like the score sticks out to me, but I, I don't want to go with the score even though I love this theme. This might be my favorite like movie theme. Surely you said that before for one of these, right? Probably. <laughs> you must. I know, I I know. You probably said that for X Men Three. <laughs> Although that's not the same theme though. Is it not similar? No. Oh, okay. It's completely different. Yeah. Okay. Although. I'm just gonna say the final scene with the danger room stuff, and they're finally all in costume, and it's oh, great. Yeah. And yeah. then I also get to cheat because they use the theme in that, and it's beautiful. <laughs> and then they fight Sentinels, and it's is, great. Is my it? my one regret is that I feel like the credits should be like almost like comic book panels with like Alex Ross art of them fighting the Sentinels yeah. instead of just like black credits. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think isn't the composer also the editor in these movies? Yes, John. What a, what a weird <laughs> two jobs to have. Yeah. I mean, hey, go for it. I understand, like, directing and editing. I understand yeah. even writing and editing or, like, cinematography and editing. It's weird to me that the director or to me that the music and the editing is the same yeah, guy. Yeah, I guess. And he also did Days of Future Past. So yeah. just, like, yeah. when we get into some of the editing problems, it's just very weird. Yeah. Whatever. Um, my worst thing is is the fact that they just completely do not address the twist ending to Days of Future Past with Mystique uh-huh. disguised as Stryker finding Wolverine's body uh-huh. at no point do they address it in the movie and I there, there's like a, a hint that they were going to and they don't oh yeah and then they very they go very much in the, in the different direction with they that. go very much in the oh this is what they would have done had the the lights not flashed yellow at the yeah, end yeah. like it's just oh, literally strike, strike. yeah and then I was listening to Brian Singer's commentary because I was like, I have to know if they addressed this or not. He did not mention it once. <laughs> and I'm like, are you... So Maybe we, he forgot so... that he did that ending. <laughs> no! I, <laughs> Maybe he thought it was the other ending. Because the they, they threw that together last minute. Yeah. So I'm thinking, so Days of Future Past was your, your soft reboot where we're resetting the timeline. Okay, continuity errors before. It doesn't matter anymore. Now moving it's... forward, everything makes sense. And then immediately... We're, we're, hitting, this, we're hitting speed bumps. This I know this seems like a big thing to make a or a small thing to make a huge deal of. It I, I do think it's a pretty glaring problem. But but as far as like affecting the quality of the movie, it, this, it, it, it shows it, that to me it, it's it's just a through line that it, the movie feels very sloppy, well, and that's one of the the biggest I, I things think, I can point. I think to. to make a bigger point, it, it goes to show why the X-Men universe has keeps running into problems where, you know, they have an X-Men 3, they have an X-Men Origins, they they have this movie, which was not very well received. Um, better than... Well, actually, you said it was worse than Origins, right? Or, no, it's uh, better than 3. Origins, worse than X-Men. Yeah, or, according to, you know, the scores we've collected. So, the, yeah, but, and that's... I, I think the reason they keep coming... They keep falling down and having issues is because they obviously don't have any sort of, like, quality control for figuring out okay, is our continuity at all consistent between these movies? Because how does no one catch that at all? Like, how does no one ask him, hey, what, what, why did you have this ending at the end? Like, in, in producer, like, viewings, or like, like when they're showing it to, you know, the, the, the people working, like, how does no one ever no, see I'm, that? I'm and just I imagine, like, like did, 
Well, I guess sometimes actors don't watch their own movies, but I'm just imagining Jennifer Lawrence watching the movie, and then she goes to film Apocalypse. She's like, hey, are we not going to do this? And they're like, oh, oh, God, oh, too late now. Well, in her defense, she was probably thinking about pizza and falling down because she's relatable. She's just like us. <laughs> she likes food and can be clumsy. I, I, I like Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, okay. She annoys me, honestly, sometimes. <laughs> Oh, but, okay. But we... Not all the time. We went on a rant in Days of Future Past, and I would argue that it still applies to... I think we actually... No, we might have actually went on this rant, gone on this rant, on the little bonus review we added to Deadpool. But, uh... Yeah, okay, because I feel like she really does not have that much of a step down in this movie. Sure. As far as her acting goes, I don't think it's that... I think it's more she just, she has nothing to do. Yeah, I, Like, she supposedly has a character arc, although I don't really see it. Like, I can see how she's a little more flat, but I feel like she's yeah. also playing it that supposed to play that way yeah. based on the script a little more I, I, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't really they jive up, with me that everyone was like they oh come my up, gosh she's the worst ever they whatever. come up with a decent reason as to why she's not in mystique makeup for a good part part of the movie they come up with a character yeah. reason that I buy well enough that 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 yeah. mystique represents like the hope for the future and maybe mutants and humans can coexist and she doesn't see that so yeah. she doesn't want to constantly be that symbol for people yeah like I mean, if you're going to come up with a reason for her to not have the makeup as much, I think that's fine. Yeah. And, and I've heard different... I've heard some reports that she was, like, allergic to the makeup or something like that, and it was giving her issues in her face, and that's why she wore it less. I, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if she just didn't like it. Yeah. I don't know. Was but, Nicholas Holt allergic to the prosthetics, too? No. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Which I still think do not look as good as they... In first class, well, I know is, it's the same. Well, I mean, this uh, is X Men Three. Or yeah, Kelsey Grammer yeah. looks great. Yeah, I wish they went with that design again. Isn't this? Wasn't this the first movie where they didn't have her in like body paint, but they had her in a body suit? They did that with Days of Future Past. Oh, as well. Future Past. Okay, yeah. okay. But but like with Nicholas Holt, I mean, this is just like a weird nitpicky thing, but it it, it feels odd that he's still not just yeah. embracing yeah. the beast side of him. But then at the end of the movie, he's just like, okay. I thought you were making a sex joke about him and Jennifer Lawrence because they dated for a long time. Oh, that's not. That's and not I thought you were that. talking about him being allergic to her makeup. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought like you were getting PG thirteen <laughs> with this PG thirteen movie getting, discussion. Yeah, I thought you were getting like extended cut. Like <laughs> Zack Snyder came in and punched up the the script in here. Or something. That's what <laughs> I thought was happening. He literally he punched literally it. punched it. <laughs> He just took it and he just he just smashed and pulled it and made it. <laughs> okay, well, that's where my mind is. If you if you if you had the same thought of me as me at that, leave a comment. Get your mind out of it. If you didn't have the same thought as him, leave a leave comment. comment. There's gonna be like a crazy war between. If the you comments. don't care and you wanna no. just stop or stop this and continue talking about the movie, leave a comment. If you do care and you want us to continue <laughs> talking about this, leave a comment. <laughs> Just leave a comment. We're lonely. <laughs> okay, so where do, where do we want to start? Um, well, let's talk about the cast, honestly, because that was I, I I agree with you. I thought the new cast was wonderful. Yeah, and I was a huge fan of Alan Cummings Nightcrawler um, mm -hmm. for X Two, mm -hmm. but man, Cody Smith McPhee was just great yeah. in this. Although he kind of gets nothing to do as well. Yeah, true. This. It's so weird how much this suffers from we have too many characters. Oh, yeah. Well, I, think I that's didn't think that was a problem yeah. that Brian Singer had. I thought, for the most See, part, he was able to handle that correctly. And you said this, but looking back on it, I don't know that necessarily 
he's done something quite to this level before. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like the I, I was trying to think of the original movies because uh, with X Men One, it's kind of Wolverine and Rogue. Yeah. Are, are you know kind of the central characters and, and it, it, it's again the fact that that Cyclops falls on the wayside for the original trilogy yeah and that sort of it, it's it comes back to that problem where it seems like he can't quite balance enough plays and and the fact that like the last two movies um well first class handled had a, had a large cast that was handled yeah, pretty well. Really well and then days of future past he, he kind of whittled it down to like Although, four characters and, and then you can kind of like well we have a whole bunch of people in the future but you kind of keep them blocked yeah. off for like yeah. that that just takes up like a fifth and they of all the have movie. they all have pretty much the same deal you know yeah. they sacrifice themselves to stop yeah. the sentinels and that's like it's there's no like specific arcs and so they can just maybe, kind of make maybe it i mean exciting. i i haven't seen him at the point where we have characters in here that have no reason being here. Yeah, no. Like, yeah, Moira should not be in this movie. As oh, yeah. much as I liked seeing Rose Byrne again, and yeah, I, sure. I wish they had done something better with her and Charles mm-hmm. and, like, him giving her her memories back, but then that whole plot point just raises way too many questions to me of, like, yeah. how much does the CIA know? Like, how much did they know about what happened in first class? Mm-hmm. Why are they not... Like more interested in the X Mansion and what's going on there. Like Wolverine maybe. should not be in this movie. No, um, Striker should not be in this movie. Uh, Although I, I am glad that at least if we are getting a shoehorned Wolverine scene, at least it's a great yeah. Weapon X. Yeah. He's murdering I'm everyone. Glad, I mean, that's scene. that's yeah, that's good. But. They're not afraid. That scene alone has more blood than X Men Origins Wolverine, <laughs> which had none. Yeah, no. and better effects. <laughs> Um, ah, got you. And a better use of Ryan Reynolds, and that they didn't even, <laughs> yeah, they didn't, didn't even worry about it. But yeah, it, it's it's not quite to that level of of X Men Three or X Men Origins where we just have characters in here that have like we have too many characters. Yeah, that they're, they're just, just, just kind of rotating. In There's the just ring. like a couple in this movie that could be plucked out. Yeah, um, like Striker, Wolverine, Moira. Like if you take all of that stuff out, yeah, then you free up a lot more space for the other characters, and I think yeah. they breathe a lot more. Uh, the I, I think the original cast all all gets a pretty you know obviously Gene gets an arc um, Cyclops gets kind of like a the, it's maybe not so much an arc I mean he kind of comes to terms with like well Gene gets an arc but I feel like there's not an once again if we take out all these characters we get more screen time mm-hmm. on them but I don't feel like she gets enough stuff to do in the middle of the movie to no. really yeah. I would fill agree. out the arc <clears throat> um, like kind of at the beginning she's afraid she's having terrible nightmares she doesn't know how to control her powers. And then at the end, Professor X is like, okay, now you can let it out. Yeah, it it kind of feels like her, Nightcrawler, Cyclops, and Storm all are kind of on the on the tip of having a, a an interesting, strong, kind of compelling yeah. through line, and then they don't really... It kind of fizzles out. I don't know why Storm is with Apocalypse. Yeah. She says something about, like, you can't just go around killing people. There are laws and, and order in place. And then Apocalypse is just like, here you go, more powers. <laughs> she's like, never mind. And she's like, fine. okay... Well, she's got a mohawk. She clearly doesn't care about society. Can I, can I just say how awesome that that is that they finally gave Storm a mohawk? Yeah, no, I, I really like that. Yeah, uh, they they still handle. Uh... And I'm not saying every character needs to have an arc, yeah. especially sure. in this type of movie sure. where it's more of an ensemble thing. It's not, but it's good to have like we have like three or four characters that have their arcs, and I don't feel like anybody other than maybe Magneto yeah. and even his and, has some problems, but like nobody else really has like a full like. I don't know, like, yeah. oomph to their arc? And you at know. least want to have someone, uh, or at least want to have most of your characters kind of have something 
that is a development of character. Even, yeah. It doesn't have to be a big thing. And I think I think they all kind of have get Cyclops there, has that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's he's fine. Um, I, I hate to. I know, I know we constantly will just jump off and, and, and bash the DC movies and praise them, the MCU uh, just randomly, but but I would like it with, with Civil War and the MCU I feel like that's that's a movie that is exactly how you need to handle a cast this big, where they, they all get like little things to do Yeah, this one it's it's very much just yeah, they're coming, they're kind of around and they get half, like the thing with Nightcrawler um, where he faces Angel in the beginning, and we'll talk about Angel uh, he faces Angel in the the Berlin, Angel, yeah, like cage match yeah. thing. After beating the Blob, after beating the Blob, Angel then, is one of the most shafted characters in any oh, superhero yeah. movie. Oh yeah, or any superhero franchise. I was gonna say I, I, you can go farther than that. Yeah, uh, but then at the end, he he kind like he goes back into the pyramid to like face him again. Yeah, but that doesn't really come to anything. Like they just kind of get and out. And it's not even like a really fun or well done sequence. It's no. kind of just like. He tries to get him with his wings a couple he times, and then Nightcrawler just like teleports away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, traps him in the little thing. Okay, and right, they right, keep right. doing stuff like that, where it's like, no, you didn't quite get there. <laughs> um, and Angel, <sighs> I did, it didn't annoy me as much because in X three it annoyed me that he was shafted because Ben Foster is such a phenomenal actor. But that Angel gets a character arc. Yeah, he does. He does. There's actual char- like I know where he's coming from. I don't know where this Angel's this coming angel, from. This Angel, he shows up. Other than. Hey, you fixed my wings. I guess I'll join you. He shows up. He fights. He gets wings from Apocalypse. He shows up in the final battle to fight. He dies. That's and that's pretty much it. Th- or I, or about I guess maybe dies. I was thinking about it because you could argue in the first X-Men movie, all of Magneto's henchmen <clears throat> and henchwoman with Mystique, none of them really get character arcs. Sure. Like Sabretooth has no character other than and he Toad. may or may not know Wolverine. And Toad is like, he makes a couple quips and that's about it. Yeah. I was thinking about it. It makes more. It makes it works there because we don't have scenes of Magneto recruiting them. They just start off on his team, so we're like, naturally, the audience is just going to assume, oh, they just believe in his ideology. That's why they're there. Yeah, sure. As opposed to this, where with each of those scenes where he's recruiting them, you're supposed yeah. to see, okay, here's why he recruited this person, right, and here's right. why they accepted, and you do that with each character, and we don't really get that. Like yeah. when he when he talks to Psylocke, and and like her her little uh, purple, what is that thing like a sword? Uh, I guess it's her supposed to be. lightsaber type thing. Yeah, it it just like grows longer, and he's like, I can show you the full reach of your power, and she's like, Okay, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> same, same thing with Angel. He gives him wings, and he's like, Okay, and then with Storm, he gives her power, and she's like, Okay, and then with Magneto. He Magneto's has to destroy the, Auschwitz, and he's like, "Okay." Magneto is the only one where I'm like, yeah. "Okay, they they did something." I'm not quite a fan of what they did, yeah. but yeah. they did something. Yeah. How, you're not ever watching a less than good movie and they bring in Auschwitz. You're like, "Oh God, okay." <laughs> I gotta. I can't laugh at this. I have to be fair. All right. It was handled pretty well. Though, it, right? was, it, it was. It was. It was fairly tasteful. And his art, Fastbender's. You know he's he's trying. He's yeah. like, oh man, I'm I'm buying in. Yeah, I'm getting paid for this. I, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna do in, my job. In the gag reel, there's one of the gags is uh, him like kind of breaking or something during the final thing. I think he's talking to Charles, and Charles like, is this what you're going to do? And but it's it's green screen, and you realize how hard that job must be for yeah. him. Yeah. 
because it was silent and he was just standing there in, in full costume, admittedly. And I'm sure McAvoy was, you know, really giving him something to work with. But everything around him is like a play, like you said, it's like a playscape. It's just like the thing, like the fake rocks he's on a playground. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then like green screen and Fassbender's like devoting himself to it. Yeah. He's a wonderful actor. Once again, but <laughs> Fassbender's Magneto is it's one great. of, is one of the best performances in a superhero movie. Yeah. Just. He was awesome in first class. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I really love him in Days of Future Past. And that also bothers me that Apocalypse kind of uh, intercepts his, his, his great uh, massacring an entire like, like foundry of, of workers. I, w- I wanted that. I, want, I, 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 want, I like me some Magneto just getting horrible revenge on people who may, may not deserve it quite as much right. in, in these movies. But, but then Apocalypse jumps up and he's like, oh, I'm going to kill them all for you. It's fine. Come See, with me. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. See, I would have... Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about it because I don't want Magneto killing too many people but then at the end he just kind of tries to kill everybody and then you know, and that's one of the things that bothers me the most is that there's no way Charles would let that man back into his mansion after what he's done yeah. yep. after all that destruction and this is one of the biggest problems I have with Brian Singer doing this big a movie because he talks about in the commentary he's like oh I have a problem with like huge collateral damage in superhero movies I don't want to show like just tons of people dying mm. you, but tons of people would obviously die is, uh, uh, well, in that he, even like he's talking about like when you see the bridges collapsing oh yeah which yeah. another bridge is collapsing uh-huh. like he's like oh do you see the people running away little CGI people running away I'm like you need to either go like full into it Zack Snyder style but then you actually address it <laughs> or or you don't have that be a plot point you can't have this huge destruction and then not show us people dying because then there's literally no emotional investment I'm, I'm just seeing CGI crap on the yeah. screen for yeah. half an hour there is do one or the other you there can't, is you literally can't, no way Magneto's death count is not at least in the millions yeah, by you, the end of this you movie you cannot have your cake and eat it too and yeah. that's clearly what the movie's trying to do yeah and even even the starting point for Magneto's arc is just very counterintuitive with him mm-hmm. like just settling Based down. on where he was in Days of Future Past, for sure. Because at the end of Days of Future Past, Xavier does not convince Eric that his side is better. Mm-hmm. But then Eric just starts off, he's like, okay, I'm going to try Charles's way. I'm just going to try and mingle with humans for ten years. Yeah. Where did that come from? And I've also just been, a, I want to get away from it all. I want to, you know. He clearly meets a lady. I wish he had explained it more. Sure. But of yeah. course, it's ten years later, whatever, just accept And it. that's my problem with this whole trilogy, really, is that the ten years later thing, really, they, they should never have, like, tried to jump that. It should have been, well, these that, are all period pieces in the 60s or something. Well, then you, but then you never would have gotten the Cyclops. I mean, you could just, you could just have it happen. They, they, well, then they should have made first class a reboot. Like, yeah. No, I, that's what that's what I'm getting at is that okay. they, should, they should have just said screw it because the problem with this so in first class they use this franchise they use the Cuban Missile Crisis all right and that's yeah. that's fine um, but then days I'm saying like in Days of Future Past you don't need the the Vietnam War like that's a thing that they use yeah and that's fine but you don't need that to like do anything and then in this one it's like oh nuclear weapons they show up for a scene. And the decadence of the eighties is something yeah, apocalypse so, hates, the, which is they're completely pointless. So, like, I thought I thought first class was fairly creative with how it, it you know kind of wound history in and whatever. Yeah. I like that, but I 
and, and with Days of Future Past, they, they throw out the line about Magneto trying to stop Kennedy from dying. Or yeah, I know. I thought it was that he killed Kennedy. Well, they, they think he... That's why they prison him, because oh, they think right. he was, and then they find out he was actually trying to save him. I don't know why because... he couldn't save him, because it's a speeding bullet, and you would think Magneto yeah. would just be able to be like, oh, no, stop that. Yeah, that but doesn't make whatever. a lot of sense. But um, apparently Kennedy was a mutant. Too. Yeah. Yes. With uh, his mutant power was charismatic. And so that's so that's already kind of a stretch. And then by this one, it feels like there's no reason for these to be like jumping from decade to. You're just you're just. Can I just say such a big gap for character arcs to to fall can, apart? Can I just say, it doesn't bother me as much that they did it for these movies, but the fact that I know if they do another one, they've already said it's going to be in the '90s, and you just introduced all yeah. these new characters that are just starting and, to build relationships. I'm like, you've yeah. completely ruined that. Right. There, there's. N- You've completely ruined Cyclops starting a relationship yeah. with Jean and us seeing that unfold. Like in the next movie, it's gonna be like, is he gonna be considering asking her to marry him? Yeah. Like, and and with adults too, like you can you can fudge. Oh, it's ten years later. Yeah. they look a little older. Yeah, 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 with kids, with not kids, but like with with younger actors, they're they're they ca- they cannot pass that off at all. H- Havoc does not look twenty years older than he did no, in the first movie. No, no. Oh, and no. just trying to figure that out with his brother being twenty years younger than him. Yeah, exactly. And like, like the parents being there, like, and, and that's another thing that bothers me about Brian Singer. It's it's the having your cake and eating it too. He's like, oh, now we've gotten to the place where we can just have comic book aging. We're we say it's 10 years, but they aren't really aging. Yeah. I'm like, no, you cannot do that. The precedent that you've already set in these movies is that they age along as yeah. the, as humans normally do. You cannot suddenly yeah. switch that up yeah. and say, Especially when you're still accepted. using historical basis. Yes. But, uh, whatever. Well, like, it's, like, it's just so counterintuitive. Yeah. Well, like, like, it really jumped out at me with Quicksilver, because he's... The, the beginning of this movie and the end of his... He's, he's in the same place in his life, except he's now figured out that Magneto's his dad. Yeah. But otherwise, he's, he lives in the same place. He dresses the same. I like, kind of like that how they make that a joke, though. Oh yeah, yeah. And when they're talking to Mystique, and they're like, "You changed my life after seeing what you did in Washington. Oh, it inspired me." And Quicksilver's like, "Yeah, me too." Except I'm just still living in my mom's basement. <laughs> yeah, I'm still kind of a loser. And they all laugh it off. I'm like, "That's that, that's, that's kind of depressing, actually." <laughs> <You know? laughs> Quicksilver is a character who I feel like gets mishandled in yeah. this movie. I'd like to see Evan Peters get his own movie. Cause you, cause yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. We were really trying to dissect it. What do they figure out when they have that little gag in Days yeah. of Future Past? It's do supposed both to of be them a, realize a throwaway that, joke that Magneto is his father, and they both look. They both look, and they're like, "Huh?" And yeah. they have like this. They're like, "Oh, okay." So they just that just clicked for them. Okay, but then. Yeah. It's weird that it starts off with a little side joke like that, and then that's supposed to be like a major dramatic through yeah. line for one of yeah. these characters. Yeah. It feel it felt like originally it was just a fun little guy because it's like oh it's that's, wink this wink, is, wink to the fans uh, yeah. comic book history yeah there you go moving on but now it's like oh we have to make it, that a thing is it because they didn't think Quicksilver was going to be that popular and then he ended up being like Maybe. one of the bright spots of that's the future past right. um, that's very possible and they're but like yeah. oh well we got to bring him back. Yeah, and then then uh, why does he not tell him though? He, th- that's why that's does he not tell him? I think I, my only the only justification I could think of is if they were like we're gonna make another movie and that'll be a big part of their arcs, which is still kind of. But then you just have Eric of... leave at the end of the movie. We'll, we'll get into that. I have a whole different idea of how I would handle the but, end. But yeah, it's still an issue because then it's like, well, you you kind of strung along his arc for this movie, and we don't really understand where that was going yeah. or yeah. Why, why like it just kind of fizzles out and he's like oh I'm not going to tell him I, it's like a bad season of television where yeah. like half your characters are just kind of like in in like 
character development purgatory, yeah. just kind of they're sitting just, there they're like, just we're waiting. It'll, it'll come around next they're, season, they're de- we swear. They're yeah. delaying obvious, like, yeah. things that should be done to, to move them forward, and, yeah. and just, just for the sake of, like, stalling and, and keeping other arcs going. So, I, yeah. Yeah. Just like that. Um, it's, it's a problem. Do you want to go ahead and talk about your Magneto thing? I know we're oh, bouncing yeah. around a lot here, but I feel and, like... And it's... then we should probably get into the Wolverine Weapon X stuff and how that just completely halts the movie. Okay, yeah. For, for like, a good half an hour, it yeah. feels like. This movie's long. It's two, and a, two hours and 23 minutes. And I'm not going to say I feel it like no. when, I, when I watch it, but... I, I a... feel this movie is front-loaded enough. Yeah. And then at the end, there's a, there's a few little things that kind of... Pull it, all, pull it the rest of the way. Yeah. That it, it doesn't really slow down too much, but... Yeah. Now, I, I am saying this knowing that Magneto is still having killed supposedly millions of people, yeah. but we don't actually see that because... And whatever. That shouldn't have been a thing anyway, so let's yeah. pretend that doesn't happen. Magneto should be leading the X-Men at the end. Yeah. yeah. Not Mystique. Mystique at the end of the movie should tell Charles, hey, I... I'm glad that, that we got everything settled. I'm glad you finally know what, what you're doing here. Yeah. I'm going to go continue to help mutants try to escape terrible situations because that's still happening and they need my help. Yeah. I kind of like how... I kind of wish she was, like, the same throughout. Like, she didn't have a character arc because yeah. she doesn't really need one. Yeah. Days of Future Past was her character arc right. where she's like, okay, I'm not going to shoot uh, Peter Dinklage. Magneto should have been leading at the end. Like, he should have been the drill sergeant at the end who's giving them the speech. First off, that just makes much more sense to me. And I want Michael Fassbender to give, oh, like, yeah. an awesome drill sergeant-esque speech. But then, you're killing, like, multiple birds with one stone. Because if Jennifer Lawrence does not want to come back, which mm-hmm. everyone's saying she does not want to come back, mm-hmm. you can easily write her out by saying, oh, she's just helping mutants yeah. far and away. And then, a, a huge complaint that these movies have is that Magneto's always the bad guy almost every time and even when he's not billed as the bad guy about halfway through the movie he turns and becomes the bad guy this is telling the audience Magneto is no longer a bad guy he is is a member of the X-Men and he is going to be leading them and if we want to kill him off later we can do that and that really reinforces the oh we're using a new timeline now we can get creative with it and that's another thing too about, about Mystique that the the problem with with apocalypse a uh, a big problem at least with apocalypse in this movie is that in in the comic originally he show i believe he shows up with like a, just some random people as his horsemen and slowly he replaces them with like throughout throughout the thing he or the the comics he replaces them with members of like the x-men like <clears throat> he has angel and and that's another reason <clears throat> yeah why i have a problem with angel in this movie because Angel has this really tragic, like, interesting anti-hero kind of arc where he becomes one of Apocalypse's horsemen by... Uh, he, he like, handled him on the most superficial he, level yeah. possible. Um, Angel? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then... Oh, his wings are ruined. Okay, we'll skip metal yeah, ones. And, one of them was crooked. They were ruined. <laughs> one of them was... Hey, bad. he couldn't fly straight, okay? He was also drunk. Yeah. When they uh, walk in and they're playing a song called Four Horsemen. By yeah, I, I, yeah, know. yeah, yeah, I know. Um, you like metal? You, it's... <laughs> it's a good song, don't get me wrong, but... No, we just don't um, talk about metal. <laughs> and, uh... What was I going to say? The... So, so, like, Angel does that, and then... Basically, what I'm getting at is that... Apocalypse's horsemen in this movie should have been characters that we knew... Not 
perverted into right. you know kind of dark versions of themselves Not that are more powerful and then two and a half new characters I'm yes. including Storm as the half because we kind of know her yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the, and then the the bright and then Angel's the bright just, like new cast has to come in and, and I love how the timeline with Angel trying to connect that with X-Men 3 don't even yeah, bother no, no. there's no way they gave up yeah. uh, but, but yeah the, it should have been the new cast is having to prove themselves against the old cast and maybe you have like you have Magneto Mystique Wolverine Nightcrawler uh, you, yeah you, or, can, or you, you can keep Storm honestly you can, yeah. you can do something new for that or yeah Storm or, or something, but, but at least like the, the majority of the team should have been characters that we as an audience know and so that then like yeah. it, it adds a much more emotional stake because he basically is just like, oh, you guys, you're, you, 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 and you. You are all new characters. We yeah. know nothing about you, and we don't get anything about you in this movie. Yeah. If we, if it was the old characters, it would be a lot more interesting to see. Okay, are, are they going to survive this? Like, do they? It, yeah. And the fact that it's, it's, it would be the main characters we've dealt with for the last two right. movies. I think an old versus the the older cast. Yeah. yeah. And then like the new upstarts yeah. coming and taking them out or or fighting them. I, yeah. I was I was thinking about this because I was coming up with ideas for what I'd want to do with the movie, and you were. I was I was throwing some of my ideas to you and you were throwing some back. I I wouldn't have Mystique be one of the horsemen because like I said I want her to be kind of the, like the, the flat character mm-hmm. who is the same at the beginning as she is at the end. Plus I feel like she she's good for like giving a whole bunch of exposition about like what's happened to Magneto. Exposition. Ah, mm-hmm. Like like she tells Charles everything that happens like and and just having her be one of Apocalypse's horsemen like I don't know how you cr- how like with the climax how you get all that to work just yeah. navigating that. Yeah. Plus, how would you upgrade her powers? Well, we, we, we mentioned that it could be she can now steal powers as well. Kind of oh, like right, the, right. The Sentinels. Uh, yeah, yeah, because Sentinel. it would be like the Sentinels in Days of Future Past where they, they're using Mystique's yeah. DNA, but, supposedly. But I was thinking yeah. about, like, you don't have to... You cut Angel out of the movie, and Nightcrawler's origin, I believe, when we first <clears> find him, he's, like, being attacked by a yeah. bunch of people with, like torches and pitchforks that are about mm-hmm. to murder him yeah. what if apocalypse just showed up and like wasted all those people and was mm-hmm. like hey you you want to get yeah. rid of more people like this come join me and yeah. nightcrawler's like he's teenager right, angsty right. okay i'll join yeah. you that would have been cool easy and then jubilee could have been in the team <laughs> <laughs> oh man but but then like with storm all you all he had to say was I was like, okay, I see you laughing over there. You're about to make like a Halle Berry joke. No, no, no. This isn't a good. This is okay. going out the. Ignore me. Okay. I was gonna make a, a comment about Jubilee, like, like being upset that that some something wasn't on sale because that's all she's used <laughs> for in this movie. And then and then the you know Apocalypse kills the, the store workers or whatever. And then she's and like, they, no, he, did, he destroys the mall. Yeah, trying yeah, to they, build his giant pyramid at the end. Yeah, yeah. No, but um. She's, she's another. I character. wish there had been a mall sequence in this movie. Oh my god! I wish it was set to a bouncy '80s tune like <laughs> "Safety Dance" by Men Without Hats. We'll get there. <laughs> Which character was I talking about? Like a complete storm. Oh, storm. Like all he would have had to say was, "Hey, do you want to continue being a petty thief using these amazing powers you have just to steal trinkets, or do you want to actually do something?" Right. And then he just yeah. enhances her powers, and she's like, "Oh, I can be a goddess." Yeah. Like and that's where you go with yeah. her, but they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many just little things in the movie that they do where I'm like, just slight adjustment and it makes perfect sense right. to me. Yeah. Like with the Magneto Raven, just switch them around, have her leave at the end, mm-hmm. and yeah, things like that just bother the heck out of me because yeah. that that just seems so much more logical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe you guys wouldn't have gotten a 48 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. 
<laughs> okay, let's 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 talk about the Wolverine uh, Weapon X stuff. So, like I said, ending of Days of Future Past is just discarded. Whatever. Yeah. So so the X Mansion blows up because Havoc is stupid and tries firing <laughs> at them. Yeah. And hits part of the X jet that's conveniently like well, right in his And it's also apparently very explosive. Like yeah. Out the yeah, it's very explosive. What would have happened if that had crashed like in a city? <laughs> that seems like an issue. Yeah. I, I, I feel like they Maybe could. Maybe a design flaw. Like, of course, we get to the Quicksilver scene, and the Quicksilver scene is amazing. But I wish they had come up with a better reasoning as to why the X Mansion and just also, blows up. And also, the Quicksilver scene is kind of totally inconsistent because if he had just come in and he saved everyone and they were like, oh, okay, then they'd be like, oh, well, the X Mansion is destroyed whatever that's fine but Havoc dies in the explosion and then suddenly that gets a lot darker yeah, yeah. oh it's like, completely tonally and off. then you're like wait a minute that was we just had a scene of Quicksilver saving everybody to the tune of, of uh, Sweet Dreams Sweet Dreams and then uh, oh wait we just found out that the major character died yeah. Oh, well, okay. and, and the only and I, I also loved that scene I thought it was super fun and, and creative it was a little overlong my thing is and I know it's superhero logic. It doesn't actually bother me. Mm-hmm. He saves a lot of people. He takes his time doing it in a mansion he's never been to. He doesn't know how many people there are. And I know we can all kind of go, well, he's he's moving very quickly. He's going through, okay, I got the first floor, I got the second floor, I got the third yeah. floor. But it looks like he's just like, oh, I'm going to get that kid and that kid. And there's your fish and the dark's going to the bar- dartboard. And <laughs> now I'm doing my thing. Got I'm the like, dog with the pizza. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I did like the close-up of the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that was a that was a real super buddy. Um, but I really no, we're not letting that one slide. That just happened. We're gonna watch the movies, and it's gonna be great. But um, those should have been the four horsemen. <laughs> My super buddies, and the only one who can stop them is Bobo Justice. <laughs> Stop Bobo Justice. Apocalypse just drops a giant bell uh, in front of him. Tries moving. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> the, the new cast of the X Men is is it's it's young Jean, young young Cyclops, young young Storm, and like and Pat Hingle. <laughs> and he's not in here the rest of the movie. They show him at the end. What? How did I get here? All right. <laughs> Bobo Justice. Well, it took four, they, it all took about forty five minutes for us to get to a Bobo Justice they're, reference. Yeah, they're, so. all, they're all beating up on, on Apocalypse, and then Pat Hingle. There's just a cut. There's just a, a shot of Pat Hingle just punching him in the face, <laughs> and that takes him out. And then we never reference Pat Hingle. No, again. you know what'd be beautiful? He tell Apocalypse does get away at the end by teleporting before Phoenix kills him. And he goes, "What happened? How did he get away?" <laughs> they just cut in that scene. Yeah, Batman, Batman uh, and, and Robin. It cuts back to George Clooney just being confused. No, but maybe the the diamond that uh, the thing he was like, giving away at the beginning of Batman and Robin. That's what Beast used to create Cyclops glasses. Oh my <laughs> He's god! Like, I got a guy, <laughs> and then there's Bat Eagle just like sitting in like the the entrance hall of the the lobby or whatever, the, the foyer of the X Mansion. He's just like, all right, <laughs> Bobo Justice helping out kids, <laughs> donating to the ACLU. <laughs> Waiting for for this this stream of just insanity to burst on this podcast. It was it was we were too focused. That, now let's put our here come the Cyclops glasses back on. 
to refocus our powers of, of analysis. Um, but I, I just that, that's something that stood out to me in the Quicksilver scene. I was like, I love this. I'm having a lot of fun. This is this is going way too well. Yep. So maybe they were like, oh, they kill Lucas Tell. I don't know. And I like <laughs> well, Lucas Tell. Just I like, like how they use it to bolster a lot of Cyclops' stuff. Sure. Yeah. And I it like, just feels yeah. like they shouldn't have been combined. Yeah. Well, I liked, I liked uh, James McAvoy getting to say wreak havoc, and he just goes <laughs> nuts on Cerebro. It's, it's a horrible line, but he delivers it so he well does, that I, I'm like, James McAvoy I'm like, is a consummate I am like 50-50 on if I buy that line and think it yeah, I think it works within that that scene. It also is kind of it. It, it doesn't feel like it feels like you sh- if you're gonna have a line that yeah. just just over the top, you gotta save that for him defeating Apocalypse. Right, like right, like right. It, oh, he's blowing up Cerebro while Apocalypse like is, yeah. is basically just had a major victory. Like that's not really you gotta save that for the, the big one liner. Apocalypse is just laying there in Egypt at the end, and Cyclops is about ready to start blasting Apocalypse, and he goes, "Scott, wreak havoc!" What? No. That's, that's oh, Scott, <laughs> Scott, wreak Cyclops! <laughs> wait, wait, what? Scott, my favorite mythical creature is the Cyclops. Gene, wreak your phoenix! I hope I want there to be a, uh, like a deleted scene of him. Saying everyone's X Men name to them. <laughs> what was um? Oh, Aurora was yeah. the name that we never give uh, yeah. Storm. Oh, that that's even. It's yeah, weird. they never call her Storm. They never call her Aurora I I, Monroe. I pointed that out in Days of Future Past. How Wolverine's telling him, you know, Storm, Scott, Jean. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be Aurora Scott Jean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows her name. And then it was like, it's like Aurora, watch out! There's gonna be a storm. Because I didn't have McAvoy being like, <laughs> Hey, Miss Gray, have you found... I need to get dressed. Can you find my jeans? That's my actual name. That's... Oh. Well, that's, that's why it's funny in like a lot of like shows and stuff where they don't call her Phoenix. Like They show everybody's name, like their mutant name, and yeah. it's just Jean Gray. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how it's been pretty much since the... Well, that's, that's how the original... This comics team was seems, like they just called her Jean Grey. Yeah, that seems did. very weird. Yeah. So, is the reason Gambit was never used was that because they were planning on making the Channing Tatum movie? I think so. Because I would have loved for in the middle of everything for there to be a guy who's like, "What well, tell you, there a big old alligator come out the swamps? <laughs> there a big old hoot owl?" It would have made more sense to bring him in the Channing Tatum version and make him one of the four yeah. horsemen. Because mm-hmm. at least, I mean, we all know Gambit, yeah. Because at least we've seen that character before. And something, yeah. Anything. We don't need Olivia Munn oh, as Psylocke yeah. to just stand there and look hot. And that was really like, that was, I, I, I don't even know if she was good. A friend of mine, my, well, RJ, you guys, the listeners know RJ. I mentioned <laughs> last week. RJ said, it's because usually when they give Olivia Munn lines, it doesn't go so well. And I was like, okay. Well, I mean, I've heard her in interviews and stuff. She's like very energetic and she's funny. Uh, yeah, 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 she's great. She's but on then, the Daily Show. But then here long. she's just like blank stare. I'm angry. Yeah. I think and that's it. I think they hired her because she looked great in the costume. Yeah, but like, and she was clearly like, she really dedicated herself to the workout and everything. And I was like, yeah, because reading about it, and she really like went into a big diet and like worked out all the time. And then her sword fights last like. Yeah, they barely utilize her. Apparently, they shot a lot more, but then when they were looking at it in editing, they were like, "This is just very repetitive." Mm-hmm. And another thing, uh, no, no, no. I was, was going to repeat. This is this is completely different no, thing. So, 
Uh, but another we still thing, need to get to the Weapon X stuff. Yeah. Another thing that bothered We started that like 20 minutes ago. And then Bobo Justice came around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came knocking at my door. Another thing that, that bothers me a lot. Uh, just just something something that I feel like we, we won't hit on again because we already did. Uh, they, do, they kill off another Summer's brother mm. in a way that we don't really... We, we spend the rest of the movie questioning whether he's actually dead. Mm. Because they kill... I mean, if you watch it... It's not as bad. Well, if you watch it knowing that that happens, then it's very obvious because Quicksilver stops in front of the explosion and also makes that Quicksilver scene way darker. Because he stops in front of the explosion you can tell it's already engulfed habit, but you can't tell that on your first viewing. And that also bothers me because they have Quicksilver, like he hits a couple bits of shrapnel out of the way. I'm like, is that like pieces of havoc <laughs> well, I was like at that point what good is he going to do because he's getting everybody out and he's like I just don't want the shrapnel to go there yeah but yeah. it's just a fun little bit the, he, he, he I, it's fine because Quicksilver's whole thing in those scenes like look guys I know this is going to go well because I move in, yeah. like way too fast yeah and, but yeah it, it's still like on, on rewatch you could tell but like the first viewing it's like oh so he's not dead right like he's, he's going to yeah, come yeah, back yeah. and it's exactly the same thing as as X Men Three, where you just you just kind of expect, oh, th- they want to kill Cyclops off screen. He'll go, he'll go right. Back, right, and yeah, it's very, it's and see that's that's when you, you, he does that's when you have Havoc come back in the finale, and then, <laughs> then Xavier's like wreak Havoc, and he's like, oh, <laughs> and, and there we go. But careful, guys, this might be the apocalypse. <laughs> James McAvoy would never use that voice in a movie. He's way too good of an actor. <laughs> but this version of McAvoy, um. I think maybe he's be getting this ready for the next one where they get Vulcan, the X Men yeah. that I didn't know existed yeah. until. Well, well, he's that he was retconned in. Uh, he wasn't there originally, and then they they made him like in like the early two thousands. They made him a thing, and then had him. They went back and like made a series about the X Men origin, and then like wrote him in there. Oh like, wow! Yeah. So so like, which I have some problems with. Like uh, Cyclops, energy coming out of his eyes. Havoc, something coming out of his chest. Well, also, I, don't know, I don't really know what Vulcan just do. like well, Havoc he starts shooting stuff out of his arms yeah. too oh, that's true yeah that's, that's the thing he's, he does in the comics okay so he but he can control it that's the point yeah 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 but um Vul- no Vulcan just things. like has a really bad like nose that's his or like his foot <laughs> like his left foot and it's always shooting energy out of it so he's got a weird limp <laughs> He's no. He's got. He's got like a a, a ruby quartz slipper. <laughs> <laughs> There's no place like home. And he just bam. And, and he just watches the Dale Day Lewis movie, My Left Foot, and goes, "That's the life. <laughs> that's what. That's an incredibly dark, dark joke." And I'm sorry, Dale Day Lewis, for saying that because I know you're listening to this in your cabin in Wales, cobbling shoes. Oh, I was gonna say he's the Roanoke listener. <laughs> I would love nothing more than for Daniel D. Lewis to be sitting in Roanoke, Virginia, cobbling shoes and listening to us. Sipping his hot chocolate. And just, just... Well, he's also got 2001 in the background. This is incredible. I can't believe that oh, they knew me. He's, he's got his wall of posters. Of just, just all, he's just constantly surrounded. No, it's every Kubrick movie and then all the X-Men movies. Yes, yeah. He loves the X-Men. Daniel Lewis loves the X-Men. I've always wanted to meet Michael Fassbender. He's always trying to figure out which Sabretooth he likes better. <laughs> Leo Schreiber. I love Ray Donovan. But, uh, the big guy in the other one. Who falls out a window. And then he's dead. <laughs> I guess. Although I thought he healed too. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the Wolverine stuff and how it just completely halts the movie. I, it's, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. 
I love that they go back to Alkali Lake, but then it's yeah, and it's a waterfall. Yeah, but once again, it's it's the Brian Singer doesn't know what he wants to do if he wants to just keep going back to elements in his universe that right. work, or if he wants to make it more like comic book X Men, mm-hmm. and and he's trying to get those two elements to jive, but mm-hmm. but they don't really at all. So we go back to Alkali Lake, and they're being held captive for some reason. Yeah, I guess Striker just wants information. Sure. And, and then and then Cyclops, Nightcrawler, and Jean just sneak aboard, and they're able to stay there. And then somehow they stumble upon Wolverine, and they just let him go. Yeah, they make Striker infinitely less threatening in this movie than he was in Days of Future Past, yeah. or in or in X Men Two. Like, yeah, he, Days of Future Past, he he seemed like he was like very menacing, and and you know was gonna screw up somebody's day. And, yeah. This one is just kind of there, and then Wolverine gets out, and he's like, "Oh, well." Blah, blah. Well, I mean, it, it's it, it's it's annoying when when like they have Professor X send his big message out, like Apocalypse's message out to everyone, and then Striker walks in, he's like, "Oh, I I know that voice was that was that Charles Xavier," and then they're like, "We don't know, like why?" Are, and, and quick, so apparently there was just them improving. Evan Peters just goes, "We don't know, bro." I'm like, "Yeah, you're." This guy's not threatening in the slightest. I really liked that scene. I liked that um, there was a moment where, like, Cerebro is really the club penguin of, of <laughs> the X-Universe. <laughs> you guys can't see the giant grin on my face for having, <laughs> for having worked a club penguin joke in X-Men Apocalypse. Um, <laughs> the club penguins are above ground. <laughs> we just lost three listeners. Oh, God. <laughs> no! They were like, oh, yeah, Club Penguin. I got to go play that again. I'll, I'll come back to this. I, have, I don't know what you do on Club Penguin. You like throw fish at each other. I yeah, don't know yeah, what happens. I, th- I think you make fish pizzas. I think that's the same. I, I remember that. That was good times. <laughs> that's, well, that's all I got for you. You know what's well, sad? You you guys started talking about this before the podcast. I just kind of went along with it. I have no idea what y'all are talking about. I mean, I mean, do you have, have no, no... No, I have no basis for what this is. <laughs> we need to do it. It's okay. We'll do an episode on Club Penguin. We'll get, we'll get there. It'll be Here fun. come the penguins! No, no, no. That, that'll be the, the inter-spliced bit that we come up with with the Super Buddies episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. What? Super Buddies episode is laser focused. We only talk about that. No, no, no. I was gonna say we, we split up. We do the same thing like that we've done for we're doing right now for the Batman franchise. We split up the the obvious quality drop or quality increase between the Super Buddies movies. No, no. We, we throw no. Yeah, we Santa Buddies, Super Buddies. <laughs> we do a break to do Club Penguin. We come back for Spooky Buddies and Treasure Buddies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the two best ones. Yeah, I think there's a fifth one. I can't remember. We're gonna find out though. I'm gonna read. I may or may not have looked up the cast of every single Buddies movie. To... Christopher Lloyd is in them. Alex currently looks like one of the villains from the end of Indiana Jones. And then the Lost Ark, where his face is just dying. And there's some like reputable actor who voices one of the buddies in every movie. And I can't remember who it was. It was like, like the same actor through all of them, or I, they get a different. I think one it's the same okay, one. Okay. If it could be Nicolas Cage, then I'd want to watch these. I don't know that Nicolas Cage is necessarily reputable. Not that he's like, hey, it's reputable to us. He, he has an Oscar, I will say. <laughs> just to point that out. It was for Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was the Golden Globe. The Oscar was for Wicker Man. <laughs> The beast, not the beast. That was in the Oscar clip. Eyes. That was the Oscar clip, and they cut to Charlize Theron, and she was just in pieces. <laughs> just. Oh, oh lord. Anyway, 
<laughs> I, I something that I I noted when I was watching Apocalypse. I'm like, I, I did have a lot of fun watching because I I like the X Men movies that even when they're not that good, I have fun watching them. And I am probably I am a comic fan's worst nightmare when it comes to X Men because despite looking like them, meaning. I'm a white guy. <laughs> I, I I only I, I only know the X Men from the the movies. I haven't yeah. read any of the comics. I kind of played some of the video games, like, but not really. Like mm-hmm. I, I think I watched them. I play them, and uh, I don't really know the X Men outside. Like the, the the movies are my reference for the X Men. Yeah. And so I'm I'm in a similar place. Right. And so it's not like with Batman where I go, okay, yeah, but I, I know these other iteration of these characters with X-Men yeah. I'm like ha! James Marsden and then I just keep watching well, the movie that almost makes us stricter critics when it comes to this because way, yeah. when they break character from what we know from the movies that makes it even That's worse true. it's not just true. like oh it's just a different which thing why, the which is why superhero movies are such a, a fragile thing as far yeah. as yeah. like critical opinion by the fans yeah. like it's so easy for a movie yeah. to drift into what I'm saying is like I'm such a casual when it comes to X-Men yeah um, and I and I and I, I, I like them but what I thought it was interesting is Days of Future Past and Alex and I were talking about this that is for a Brian Singer X-Men movie a very tight narrative yeah, yeah. And it's it's about one thing, and it does that one thing. Like I said, it fixes the plot or answers a lot of the plot holes in a, in a really neat way, and it handles itself really nicely. It is ultimately about like four characters. Yeah. Like we have all these other, and they handle the fact that they're not going to deal with some of those characters in a really nice way. Like Colossus and Sunspot and uh, Blink, they're in here, but we don't, and we don't have to use them too much because yeah. we're doing other, admittedly, really creative, cool things with them. Yeah. However horrible they are, <laughs> and then with I was like, this is really cool. Like I was really upset when Matthew Vaughn wasn't going to come back because I thought he did a great job in yeah. first class. But I understand he wanted to make Kingsman, and I I get it. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing. I, I kind of want them to bring him back for the next one, right? But then he just throw continuity out the oh, window yeah. again. And that's my if thing they bring for. him back, they need to keep him on. They need yeah, to yeah. throw money at him until he stays on and continually makes his own movie because right. that's the only way he's going to keep any sort of. Consistency. But, but he doesn't even... He, he abandons his own franchises. He quit Kick-Ass yeah. too. That's why I said throw money at Just be like, no, no, don't leave. No, no. I'm... Like, Kingsman's the first one that he's stuck on for for the yeah, that's sequel. True. Mm-hmm. That's true. I just... I, I, I thought it was interesting that the second... The Future Past, I thought, was kind of like, hey, maybe Brian Singer's not going to screw this up. Yeah. Because when he came back, like, me and my sister, we were like, oh, come on. The first class was to give us such a promise and now we're going to go back to that crap. But then I went, wait, Brian Singer, like, he's, he's getting it back. He's He's got this great idea, and he's matured as a filmmaker, and there's this franchise is matured, and then Apocalypse comes along, and it's not nearly as bad as, as 3, of course. But it was like... It doesn't completely ruin no. several key characters yeah, yeah. like but, X-Men But, but it goes did. back to this, like, okay, it's kind of messy, and there's yeah. a lot of... And there's a lot of characters, and there's those are important, and that's not really... Yeah. And I kind of appreciated that the focus wasn't as much on Charles and Magneto in this, mm-hmm. and yet they don't use the char- focus that they put on the other characters as well. Yeah, and that was kind of frustrating because this movie made me want another one because, like you said, it's the last minute of the movie where I'm like, look at them all in their '90s costumes and like this is exciting. Which that, they yeah, they look. should have gotten those for the third act of the movie. They should not have saved those for the last that minute, would thirty have been seconds. Wonderful if they were using those in the, in the, the yeah. finale. Like if you could have finagled some way where. Like 
Hanks rebuilding the the X-Men sub-basement for like the second half of the movie and he's able to fix that up, fix the X-Jet. Because the fact that they just, they go into Alkali Lake and they just find that, oh, there's an extra jet lying around and here's extra some suits. Jet. Ah, and then here's some, here's some suits that look very similar to, to, to the black leather yeah. X-Men yeah. suits that everyone hates mm-hmm. yeah. and they'll conveniently fit us all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, no worries. Like, yeah. if, they, if they, if the last act of the movie, if they had been able to get the costumes, I feel like a no, lot right. of people would have been a lot happier. Because that was just and so exciting. That, that is the inherent problem with Brian Singer. Is I think he's still stuck in the mindset of making movies that you had to have back in the early 2000s with yeah. X-Men 1 and X-Men 2. And the reason those were such big successes, he, he, <clears throat> he took... He didn't really think that people... Where like mainstream audiences were really that all that interested in like completely colorful, yeah. you know, just bright, straight off the page comics, and right. so he was like, okay, we're gonna do, you know, kind of dark. We're gonna give them kind of these these not yeah. even leather. I know a lot of people make fun of them for being leather. They're they're just like dark suits. Yeah, and he's like, we're gonna make them a little more interesting. Gonna go a little more with some some of the stuff that's happening in the comics recently. And we're gonna do that, and then he never really moved beyond that. Yeah, and this is the first even with, movie where, even with Days of Future Past. Oh no, yeah, like. Like the con- the the suits that they have in the future, like you have an excuse for why they look so different because yeah. they're they're in the future. Like yeah, it's right. the it's it's the the apocalypse. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a post apocalyptic world, so we have kind of an excuse. And I like to use their suits. suits there. They look yeah, good. yeah, but they're still not like full on comic book suits. Yeah. But like once the Avengers comes out and grosses over a billion dollars, you can't still have that mindset. Yeah. And, and this is the first movie where he was like, maybe I should try to change that a little. And, and it's so obvious that he's just so uncomfortable yeah. with trying to put yeah. that across. Like he, that's just not the mindset. He, I think he's still stuck in the way he used to make movies. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I'm, I don't know. I don't really know how Days of Future Past worked. Given that, I think it's he just kind of stuck to what he knew. I mean that too. Script. But he didn't really. He didn't really like script. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Fox <laughs> didn't rush it. Yeah. He he didn't really. You know, try to push those boundaries though. He just tried to make a really solid story. Yeah. And this one, he he was like, well, well, I'm gonna try and introduce some stuff, and then you, yeah, a yeah. lot of it went very wrong. Well, I think that's the other thing is, the future past felt more narratively driven, and this felt more. Let's bring in some more characters. Let's show you some more stuff that you know. Which yeah. is weird because that would be like the Batman and Robin mindset, where it's like we're selling toys. They don't have the toy rights for for th- this franchise. Mm-hmm. No. I think it was just like fan service in a way. Yeah, you know, you're just like, oh, it'll be fun to do this. And then, like you know. the last X Men movie to have like a toy line, I think, was X Men Origins. I don't know. Like none of the, none of them <laughs> since have had a toy line because I think Marvel has just kind of put their foot down and be like, nope. <laughs> Which I mean, fair enough. Yeah, sure. But but just to be like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna throw in all these these new characters and it's gonna be great and it's eh, whatever. Right. We'll make toys, but yeah. they they're not making toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, pretty much. One 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 last thing I want to uh, jump into <clears throat> real quick is though I assume you're going to get to hear if I would um, the deleted scenes. Oh right, right. Because uh, if you cut out that Wolverine chunk that doesn't that just halts the movie and doesn't really make any sense, then suddenly you've got you know maybe twenty or so minutes to work with where you can you can try and put some stuff in and flesh out some other characters. And we we watched deleted scenes right before we recorded this. And there are quite a few that I think would have fit a lot better in the movie. Like almost of a Cyclops and his brother. Yeah, there, there's there's a, a, a quite a few scenes with Cyclops and Havoc. Which I mean, for us, like we're 
relatively familiar with these movies, we know who Luca, Lucas Till is and we know who Havoc is. Mm-hmm. But for the layman, they're like, yeah. who, who's this guy? Well, and for Lucas Till, who had oh, he died. Been, who, okay. who wasn't really used a lot in Days of Future Past, it was kind of a cool, like, hey, here's how this character from... Yeah. Because that was neat for me, because you have First Class, and Days of Future Past kind of did its own thing, and you come back, and they're like, hey, here's Lucas Till coming back. And that, for me, was neat, because I'm like, this was the guy who was literally at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And now he's clearly so much more mature, and he has yeah. this great relationship with Charles. And to get just a little more of him, while still in the service of Cyclops, he's taking up the mantle, would have been really nice for both characters. But, but then, another nitpicky thing. Why is is this his first time coming back to the mansion in two decades? Like, again, the because he makes with... a comment that about Hank not being blue anymore. Yeah, and I... Hank's been using that that serum since the mid sixties, I guess, before yeah. Days of Future. Which Past. is again the problem with jumping ten ten years because suddenly it's like, oh, that's something you could have just been like, oh, you know, he hasn't he hasn't shown up in the last two movies. Why not just have and it then... be he became a professor yeah. at the school, like right. he's just yeah. working there. Like that's something you, that's something you can just drop by the wayside if you're doing movies one after the other, yeah. other like they started with. But now you have to be a lot more careful about. Wait, does this make sense for this character to have been doing this for ten years? I I, I I said this like fifty times while we were watching the movie. It felt like a first draft. It felt so much like get every single idea, every single character that we might want to tinker with, get them yeah. all out yeah. on the page, and. This came out only two years after Days of Future Past. Usually with the X-Men movies, at least for the most part, they like having their three-year break in between each one. And it feels very much... I'm not sure how much of it was a response to Fan 4-Stick and Fox just going, Oh, God, we lost so much money. Hey, Brian Singer, make an Avengers-level X-Men movie that'll rake in all the money. Yeah. Even though it did it really? No, but clearly with like the marketing stuff, it's like, Oh, it's the end of the world. Giant... Cataclysm, which for the most part the X Men movies are far more subdued no, than that, yeah. and they've never really reached that broad an audience. Like they never make over a billion dollars. And it wasn't the end of the world; it was the end of Cairo. <laughs> that was it. No offense to well, Cairo, but then Magneto was Ma- Magneto destroying, destroying uh, everything. Yeah. I guess. Oh yeah, that's true. I like that at the end when all of the different energies were attacking um, Apocalypse at the same time. Magneto's just throwing shards of metal at him mm-hmm. which I know that's all he can do and it's still very powerful I'm like oh, I, there was a point where I went he's gonna run out of metal <laughs> where is it's is all coming from behind him yeah. <laughs> at least he's standing in front of he's him he's can I just say it's, fine. it's slightly on the nose but I love it when, when Apocalypse is about to like get to all of them and kill well not mm-hmm. kill them all but and he throws down the two pillars that form an X. That was great. That was amazing. That was awesome. I really love that. Yeah, that was and really like, great. like they put and they play the they play the theme right. I, it's, 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 I want to say they do, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. But like things like that, where I'm like, okay, clearly you had the gears were turning in your heads. So like you the, had smart ideas like that. The Not, ending, the ending is a little. I mean, it's it's a lot schlocky. Yeah, <laughs> because they're all just kind of firing at, at Apocalypse, and then eventually Gene steps in and, and kills him. Yeah, but it's it's that that was kind of like a, a moment where I was like, oh, this is this feels more this gives me more of a, a pulse. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I suddenly yeah. you know I'm a little more into it again. Well, also like the the astral plane stuff where Professor X is fighting yeah. Apocalypse, like it's cool. Yeah. It's not very imaginative. No, it's kind of just like punch out. Oh, he got bigger. Now he's tossing me around. Okay, Phoenix, destroy him, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. 
I, I feel like, and, and apparently they wanted to do something like that in first class between Professor X and Emma Frost, but then Inception came out, and they're like, oh, let's not do that. Um, Interesting. But I have to believe Matthew Vaughn had something more imaginative than, than sure. what they did yeah, with here, right? And it also it's also the thing where, where again, it's it's kind of the, the Brian Singer thing of, oh, I couldn't actually... Do, doing Apocalypse's weird shape-shifting powers on screen where he can get big and he can manipulate himself into weird shapes and like yeah. make a hammer out of his hand and stuff like that like that's what he does in the comics is he, oh, does, okay. he does all sorts of weird stuff where to like transform into and it's again where it's like oh we we, we can hint to this in a, in a mind scheme but we can't actually do this you need to it, either go with that all the way or severely limit his powers like don't even have him like with with the sand and he's slitting no, people's yeah. throats because I'm going why is he not doing that to everyone yeah. or, or like when, when he's he's uh, reaching into Professor X's mind to get all the nukes to launch. Yeah. Why not just have him concentrate on all the humans and make them kill themselves? Right. Yeah. <laughs> My sort of last uh, nitpicky thing, and this is because I wasn't here, obviously, to talk about Days of Future Past. Yeah. Um, but this thing I noticed in in that, and it's 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 nitpicky, but I still think it bears uh, mentioning. The actor who plays Warpath, his name is Boo Boo. <laughs> His name is Boo Boo Stewart. <laughs> well, that's even better. That's yeah, his the name. Most, the most normal last name in the world. <laughs> he was, hey, he he's, was born. He's, he's Patrick Stewart's son. He was born in a hospital, and his parents looked at that child and said, Boo Boo. <laughs> that happened in, in our world. Mm-hmm. So that was one last little thing I wanted to point out. Um, I think he was named after his uncle, Bo <laughs> I, I knew exactly where you were going with that. <laughs> We know. No. <laughs> I just pointed. I pointed the mic like you know America. You know Tableton <laughs> in Roanoke. I got you, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we want to go ahead and give scores? Are we any any last thoughts? What memory does Gene give Wolverine? Oh yeah, that happens. I don't know. Uh, All of them. Why not? Also, random Nick 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 Japan. Japan. No. No. But is it a piece of him like like the Days of Future Past bit where it's the other timeline version of him? Like, oh. like I don't know what that's supposed she, to be. She gives, she plays Johnny Cash's hurt, and he goes, "I gotta go make Logan." No, no, and that's where he I, runs no I was gonna say too. she gives him the trailer for Logan, yeah. just the whole trailer. <laughs> He's like, "I gotta go. This is gonna be amazing." Oh. Can I just say how awkward of a shot it is, like seeing him running out into the <laughs> yes, now Okay, we reach, <laughs> we reach the edge of the set. Just run to the left. <laughs> Uh, Remember it's cartoon. <laughs> I'm like, I would have just cut it. Like, yeah. I don't know. And, and, and then Cyclops is on the nose line. Oh, I, I hope we never see him again. Remember, everyone, it's the apocalypse. <laughs> Reek Wolverine. <laughs> Do you know what my favorite Australian animal is? The Wolverine. <laughs> Except he yells at Scott. So like, what do you, what do you I, want from me? Also, I, I know you wanted to get on the grades. It bothers me so much that you have Wolverine in this movie and none of the characters that interacted with him previously, mm. like, are able to know what's up with him. Right. Like, we don't get a reaction from Hank. And then Professor X has, like, no idea what's going on for, for like, most yeah, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I want the point at which they tell him, hey, Havoc died. 
What? Like, that's completely dropped. Uh-huh. Like, it, it's just little things like that where, once again, it feels like first draft, get everything out, not everything quite connects. Yep. Some characters should probably be getting more information than they are, but whatever. Yeah. Quite a comment. <sighs> also, a random nitpicky thing, I feel like I f- this, this is completely from the comics and it's completely unbased, but the... the uh... In Weapon X, from the comics, when Wolverine has the, the the weird helmet thing on, it's I'm pretty sure that that it's supposed to be a lot like bigger and bulkier and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like there's it a lot more to the more. helmet. Yeah, as in it's an actual helmet. It's not just like a headpiece type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and there's like cords running down. I feel like that would have been more interesting. And there's but, almost like a Cyclops type visor yeah, over his eyes. Yeah, yeah. it's like we can't cover Hugh it's Jackman's like face because it's beautiful. Reality, yeah. I wish the post-credit scene had been everybody going to a mall. Oh yeah, we forgot to, to say. <laughs> and that. not just the deleted scene mall. The entire cast, like Professor X, is like at Cinnabon, <laughs> and Magneto's like at Claire's. It's been like a shawarma type <laughs> thing, but even better. It, it could have, I, want, I wanted it to take ten minutes. Yes. <laughs> I know that that would make people who work in movie theaters. They like literally. Theater it's not even like filmed like a like a movie. It's it's like almost security camera type footage of just <laughs> just them like the actors themselves just like <laughs> just going going doing, doing whatever they. And Sophie Turner's having a ball. Michael Fassbender doesn't know how to do this. He's like, uh, I was in hunger. I don't know. I just want to throw, send this metal fork into that human's throat. Also, <laughs> like, no, no, you had your character arc. Chill. Sorry, Jennifer she... Lawrence is eating a lot of pizza because <laughs> she's just like us. And then she falls over. Oh man, oh, man, she is relatable though. You know, I really feel like she's one Very of us. Grounded. She's uh, so grounded. I like Jennifer she's, Lawrence. I like her she's, too. She's fine. I'm making fun of the the BuzzFeed reactions to Jennifer Lawrence. Well, the, I feel like the the if you want to have more current reactions, you got to be like, oh, she she's the worst. She's such a a feminazi, oh, and she she's right. just so terrible. She's oh, friends with Amy Schumer, and there's issues oh, with them. Oh my god! Uh, Winter's Bone is great. Everyone, calm down. <laughs> um, but yeah, in, in case anyone doesn't know what we're making fun of, by the way, there's a there's a scene, a deleted scene of the the Ford. I was going to say the four new cast members, but Jubilee doesn't really count. That's she. Um, even though she is just Jubilee, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, and Scott. Yeah, and they all go to the mall and they play uh, safety dance and whatever. And they play safety dance, which is a very kinetic song, and they're just walking in slow motion for half of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like oh, this and is I weird. get I get walking, no. and this is this is but the, but there are some good moments of them. Some great moments of of them like interacting, and Jubilee actually uses her powers yeah. to like mess with yeah. the arcade machine, and, and she get she gets a little more lines. Which is can nice. I just say how odd it is that they choose Nightcrawler to be the one that they send there? Because I know like since Days of Future Past, like people are aware of mutant. Yeah, like and, and like things have started to be a bit more peaceful between them. But like Raven makes a point of like it's not that's not the reality. Yeah, yeah. I know you're and and it's not just oh we think you're a mutant. It's you look like a demon. Yeah, and and then like everybody's just like oh he's cool. What's up? But it's also, the eighties. The thing about- we're crazy, and he's got like a Michael Jackson jacket. Yeah, which was that's oh, a nice touch. Thank you. But <laughs> like even like the shoe gag, I'm like. Mm-hmm. What are, what are we doing here? You can't do this and then go to Havoc Dine. Like my, my thing about this is, this is the musical theater fan in me. I okay. So the beginning of Safety Dance is they're spelling out S S S S A A, and it's a very kind of slow. So that's totally do the slow motion. But then it kicks in, and there's a discernible rhythm. And then when they're still just walking, no, they should be. There should be kinetic motion. They should be dancing. Is this, they is this why be... they cut it out? They're like, we can't properly edit this to the song. Oh, just cut it. This should have been a musical. 
They should have just made this a musical. X-Men yeah. Apocalypse the musical. Hugh Jackman dances. Sophie Turner, I you bet, can do A that. dance of him murdering yeah. everyone. Yeah, just blood flying everywhere. Like a Sweeney Todd type thing. Oh, that would be beautiful. And then you should all go and look up The Boy From Oz, Tony's performance, uh, because Hugh Jackman in that is... It will completely wreck every impression you've ever had of Wolverine. But you should watch it because it's amazing and he's brilliantly talented. Interesting. Okay. Anyway. He great. also should not be in this movie. I, can we all agree on that? That yeah, they, uh, they, sh- they should have just written a weird moment. Yeah. Great. What, what you got, Tyler? I'm going to go D plus. Oh my That's, god! Uh, I'm... Good checking. I'm just comparing things. Continue. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it, it, I have... I I don't know. I have a lot of problems with it. I, I There were some bright spots, but I just... It, it, it gives me issues. And I it, it's the kind of thing where it, it's... Again, my, my criteria for D is usually a movie that's not just completely incompetent, like a, like a movie that I would I would rank F, but yeah, it's still it doesn't really grab my attention at all, and I feel like it's it's it makes so many mistakes that I just can't get into it. Yeah, <clears throat> and to be fair, when I first saw this movie, I I was I was like, oh, that wasn't too bad, and and going back on it, I I, I think my opinions dropped quite a bit, where I'm just like, eh, I, this this movie is very messed up. I, I'm going to go C+. Plus. Okay. Um, B, I was going to do in the B range, but I think it's because, like you said, the first time I saw it, I was like, that's going to have a fun time. Yeah. There's some cool, like the cool stuff, right, because yeah. I watched it two days ago. Yeah. So the cool stuff is really still thick in my mind. Yeah. But I, I do think that on repeated viewings, I would still enjoy the cool stuff. Yeah. But the rest of it would be like, would kind of pull me down. Like, okay, well, I would have it was like fast forwarding. Whereas if the future passed, I would think, yeah, this is a great movie. Yeah. Um, but Apocalypse, I'm like there. There are moments that I want to watch over and over again. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I need to see the whole movie. Can I just say I find it interesting that we have not addressed Oscar Isaac or his performance at all? That's because this this is okay. Here's my quick thing about Oscar Isaac. He is first of all a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, utterly brilliant. This is a really neat performance to have for him to have in his catalog because it's very very different from everything he's done. Yeah, it's a really bad thing for this movie to have Oscar Isaac and waste him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because you, you, you cast a really hot actor hot and not just physically but like very popular at the moment because it's like on the you heels cast a hot actor and then cover him in tons of makeup well, and prosthetics this is like on the heels of Lewin Davis and yeah. Ex Machina most violent year well, I mean even Star Wars and, and it was right after uh, Star Wars in it, or after being announced for Star Wars yeah. no it was after Star Wars came out you're right yeah. and so he's a really cool actor and he does some neat stuff, especially when you know, like, that's... Oh, Oscar when he Isaac. has an angry monologue, I'm like, I'm all ears. Yeah. That nuclear... The, the, the scene where he's ejecting all the nuclear weapons into space... Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really good, even if we don't really understand why he's doing it. It's, it's, really, yeah. Yeah. it's really cool to watch He in needs that to state, I see nuclear weapons as the only potential human threat that could harm me. If that's, oh, what, sure. if that's what the idea is. Yeah. We yeah. No idea. Um, but yeah, it, it might as well have not been Oscar Isaac. Right, exactly. It's just... And that's a and that's a, a crime when it is Oscar Isaac. Because you want to utilize that. You you that cover him completely detail. so that you don't you can't even tell it's him and then you you change his voice and you give him lines and you tell him to, to deliver them in a monotone yeah. way and you you're just kinda like well, And he's generally a very kind of subdued actor, which yeah. is I thought what made him so interesting in Star Wars, which was such a it's such a bombastic universe. Yeah. But he worked so great because he was like the regular guy yeah. in that crazy thing happening. Yeah. And he's phenomenal in that movie. But like in Lewin Davis, he's just heartbreaking and he's just such a... But he's usually a very kind of staid actor, which is interesting to put him in a movie like this where then like you, you 
cover him in all this very restrictive mm-hmm. makeup and you don't let him like play yeah seemingly it's it was really frustrating because like you said it could have been anybody mm-hmm. but then you go but that is oscar isaac yeah should is this one of those cases where they should have just gone all cgi character probably maybe or i think or, that would have made or, it better i think that would have allowed him to to act a lot more like if you just do voice acting, I mean, I, I think that would maybe model the model the, yeah. the thing off his face, kind of, kind of, you know, um, Andy Serkis ish. Yeah, where sure, sure. Also, Circus does all these characters. That, one last you know. thing I realized: you started complaining about the opening in Egypt, and then I said we'd get back to that, and then we never did. Okay, it's cool, but it's long. <laughs> yeah, um, it doesn't really make any sense how they would set that up. I kind of wish how we thing. just went to the future and it was just a apocalypse waking up and then he talks a little bit about what happened and yeah. I don't yeah. we don't actually need to see that I give it hit like a side shot he wakes up and turns to the camera and goes hello I'm evil so anyway years ago I was in Egypt and they loved I was, me I was thinking like the the uh, Emperor's New Groove thing of the, <laughs> the, the record scratch and he's like you're probably wondering how I got here or, or the, the yes that's me you're probably wondering how I got here and well they should, that David Spade play or, apocalypse bye bye and then he kills people <laughs> And, and that that even creates further problems for why Moira is in this movie because they're just shoehorning yeah. it. And it's so much like it's just like a ripoff of X Men First Class where it's like, oh, she's discovering the villain plot, and then she's inadvertently the cause of it. Yeah. yeah. And Rose Byrne, I tend to think, is one of the better parts of every movie she's in. She's such a talent, and yeah. she gets nothing to nothing. do. Nothing. And then Charles just gives her Except back for that, her memories. That line, that line about how Apocalypse got from the Bible. There you go. Yeah. She, she, the trailer line. <laughs> trailer fodder. It, 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 it just, almost, it's almost dark. You could have just had Hank or Charles, like, looking up, like, yeah, how yeah. people are accept, accepting mutants or how that's going and how people are starting these cults and how they, right, they've right, right. gone back to this mythology with Apocalypse. You could have had anyone come up with that exposition. Yep. X. Exposition. Oh, man. But no, we need Moira. Yeah. Because... We can afford Rose Byrne. <laughs> or they want to just continue to make callbacks. I so guess. They want to keep going, look who we got so-and-so back. But then, like, you have her get her memories back at the end, and she's not even there at the end of the movie, like, with yeah. them. Because she's off arresting Stryker in a very dumb, deleted scene that I'm glad is not in this movie. She could also be at the mall. She could also <laughs> go to the mall with them. There we go. What is your grade, Alex? I... This this is one of the more difficult ones that I've I've had to think about because it reminds me very much of Spectre, but it's not on, on such a a like I I lost my mind over the 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 quality drop I had with every time I watched it. Yeah. Where like when we saw Spectre, I was like, oh, that's the greatest Bond movie I've ever seen, and then like severely drops. Although I think I gave it a C, something like that. Um, yeah, I gave it a C. But it feels very much like that. Both of them are like two and a half hours long, and both both of them are very sloppy. Uh-huh. Both of them have very weak villains with good actors giving good performances. Yeah. All around, it's got a pretty solid cast. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm just thinking, like, if I were to give Apocalypse a seat, am I equating them on the same level because they're very similar to me? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. It's just like... I don't know. Look at the movie on its own terms. This is, this is your time. <laughs> Thank you. We're here for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty much, I'm between C and C minus. That's also when we review this movie, we're going to decide which of us is which buddy. Yeah, definitely. because there's like a bunch of them, right? There's like four or five. Okay, 
We'll figure because I feel like you're kind of. I don't know the buddies yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. We'll get there. I haven't Which checked one the buddy. is Daniel Day Lewis and We're gonna got, we're gonna dive deeper into that super buddies lore than yeah. anybody ever has before. There's gonna, gonna be a buddy be... wiki. Awesome. <laughs> is there? I want. I, I bet want, there is. There's gotta be one. <laughs> the pull, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep my. All right, shut. decide. decide to All right, I'm, I'm gonna give a C minus. Okay. I know that that's that's very weird. Like, in terms of like just plot problems, it feels very similar to Spectre. I think the one reason I think Spectre just inches it out a little bit, and of course C and C minus, there's not a whole lot of difference there. Spectre doesn't have a whole lot of like, oh that CGI looks off, oh the the look of it is kind of wonky. Like the look of Spectre is still great, mm-hmm. and like they very clearly put money into all the set design and everything. Whereas this, it has some problems with that. Yeah, but everything else is pretty consistent between both movies in terms of quality. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'll go C minus. <laughs> um, I, I I will still watch this movie on a semi regular basis. Okay. Like if I'm if I'm watching all the movies, I I will throw this on. Yeah. Like like when I I would watch the X Men movies every once in a while, I wouldn't watch X Men three because I hate that movie so much, and I would still skip over yeah. that. But like if I'm I'm just watching like First Class, Days of Future Past, I'll watch Apocalypse. Uh-huh. Sure. It doesn't make me. It doesn't make me angry, and it doesn't make me upset. That's fair. It's okay. just there, and I, I know there there are rumors going around that they want to like do a soft reboot type thing with the next one, and the cast may not. Come I would back. be okay with that if they literally just took the reboot. new cast and shoved it in Deadpool, like in the Deadpool universe, and we're just like, all right, go for it. Like I, that, I, I just ignore the fact that the timing doesn't. Just there we go. Make a joke. Those are X Men. Yeah, it's Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I just say really quick? I, I mentioned this kind of early on about Apocalypse. I just I just want to go ahead and, and and touch on the fact that if they try and stick to the comics continuity at all in any of the upcoming three X Men movies, where that Deadpool two, that's uh, the next X Men movie, or or um, Logan, mm-hmm. then they're going to be completely screwed continuity wise. Like they're just going to have to give up because I wanted to say this really quick. Apocalypse has the most because you mentioned this about how you're trying to research it. Apocalypse has the most convoluted backstory, and the fact that they just pop him in here and kill him off, like, throws so many wrinkles in. Because he creates Mr. Sinister, who is the person we, we seemingly saw at the end of um, Days of Future Past. The, or not Days... No, sorry. Um, no, at the end of this movie. Never mind. I'm, the, well, we the, don't even the, see him. We see they, a they, suitcase or they, something. They have a, a blood sample from Wolverine, and yeah, they put him in a suitcase with a whole bunch of other blood samples, and it says Essex. So it's... It. Yeah, which is um, Nathaniel Essex. 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 Who is supposed yeah. to be... Um, X? No. Um, <laughs> I mean, that was that, they did that on purpose. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's not as much fun when they do it on purpose. <laughs> um, and so that's supposed to be um, become X-23... Obviously, yeah. and that and that's why. And so, who so, may or may not show up in Logan. So theoretically, he'll show up in Logan, but he was created by Apocalypse. But there's more to that. But basically, yeah. you, he he was given his powers and stuff by Apocalypse. Yeah, and then he like is now against Apocalypse because I believe he's. So then he tries to create, wants to create the perfect specimen to fight Apocalypse. I want to say I might be getting that wrong. And then so he 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 creates a clone of Jean Grey after Jean Grey supposedly dies, and. Cyclops has meets meets like make sure that Cyclops meets this woman has a child with her um ends up like like kidnapping her and do all this weird stuff happens and then basically she turns into a demon and dies or something and then Jean Grey and Cyclops take this or raise this child and then that child gets sent to the future 
trains in, in apocalypses. That's post- cable, right? Yes, trains in apocalypses, post-apocalyptic oh, future. Oh, how are gets they going to explain cable? Gets sent in back. Deadpool well, 2. well, this is the best part. He gets sent back in time to wake apocalypse up, or gets sent back in time to fight apocalypse. And because he gets sent back in time, apocalypse wakes up early, like earlier than he was supposed it's to. It's a time because, loop. So it just they pulled the it, Terminator. All of that is just such a mess. And I'm really curious to see if they're even going to try and address no. it, or if they're just going to be like, "Okay, well, it's this guy. It's fine." I, I really hope they make a joke. Yeah. Oh, that would be great if Deadpool's like, "Oh, in case you're wondering what Cable's backstory is, it's technically tied in with Apocalypse, but since they killed him off in that last movie, who cares?" Oh, like, I, I kind of wish he would just like explain Apocalypse's backstory in like 30 seconds and just like, <laughs> and just like impossible to follow in that fashion. Yeah. I'm not saying anything because I'm reading about the Buddies movies on Wikipedia and I don't want to derail the train. So there, there is no Super Buddies in Wiki? Not a specific Wiki okay, to them. Okay. I'm looking at the regular Wikipedia all and right. learning all about these plots. Sounds great. I wish I say it in quotation marks. I'm thinking in One of them marks. is named Butterball. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Good stuff. I bet I'm Butterball. Shut <laughs> No, I, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> all right. X-Buddies. Next movie. Okay. So after this, we're going back to Batman, right? We're going back to Batman Begins, I believe. Right. Is the next one. Mm-hmm. What a what a what a delight that's going and, to and be. What a, what a shift. The, yeah. Doing the Dark Knight trilogy, which is just going to be co- us consistently going. Aren't these just great? Aren't yeah. these just wonderful? Great movie. They're Those just... podcasts are going to be so much shorter because we're going to have so much less. Well, Dark Knight Rises will be. We'll, we'll, Dark Knight Rises. I will that. have a crisis of conscience. So yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. Dark Knight is twenty minutes of us going. It's awesome. Yeah. Pretty good. All right, Heath Ledger, man. Let's good go. stuff. Good. All right, good seeing you. All right, that, you, you just listen to our Dark Knight, Dark Knight podcast. We might as well just yeah. not do it. We can just <laughs> we can just combine that. <laughs> well, actually, Batman Begins I've only seen full through once, so really? I haven't actually have stuff to talk about. Okay. But I feel no, like that, every, that, that'll be fun. We'll I feel see. like Dark Knight is the positive opposite of Batman and Robin, where it's like everything's been said, it's all been covered. This is a great yeah. movie. Yeah. Where Dark Knight Rises and Batman Begins, we could kind of like dig into it. Yeah. But I'm really excited to get to those movies because it's gonna be a very different kind of uh, experience. I have some minor problems with Dark Knight. Yeah, I it's mean, still it's wonderful. Sure. But I have well, some... like in, in Dark Knight, I've seen multiple times, but Rises and Begins, I've seen once each. So. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, Rises is gonna be so weird. Yeah. yeah. We'll get there. This was good. All right. Hooray for hurry right for Sophie Turner. Yeah. Um, if you wanna, if you want to contact us, you can find us. Find our, our blog at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at hctsequels. Doesn't okay. work very well if I don't end up with .com. Like, I, I need to switch yeah. around the order I said those in. Whatever. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, Send us things. Yeah, tell, us how, uh, tell us how you feel. Tell us how much you hate X-Men Apocalypse. I, I and mention, Tyler can go, for once I agree with you about a Brian Singer X-Men movie. I, I don't know if... I don't know if... if, if uh, if anyone does podcasting, but it's it's a lot more. Maybe I'm just stupid, but it's a lot more complicated, at least than I was expecting. And so, <laughs> so trying to track metrics and everything, I have no idea what I'm looking at. So I would like some sort of feedback that someone out there is actually yeah. listening, as opposed to, you know, the internet just telling me, "Hey, here's some numbers that you don't know what they mean." Oh, and it would also be helpful if it's not just people that we know that are <laughs> listening to this because it's that they know us. But I mean. You know who we'll I'm talking about? Too. You know exactly who I'm talking about? Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah. I think that'll cover it. Yeah, that'll do it. Thank you for joining us, kids. Yeah. Now I'm going to sleep for a week. Sounds good. I'm doing an apocalypse-esque hibernation. I'm going to put on my 90s costume and go look at a robot. <laughs>
Stay rogue, everybody. <laughs> Batman! And... Love you. <laughs>